We are live with Spot Dodge, a live Nintendo podcast where every single week we react to the latest Nintendo news and talk about the games we are playing. With me here is, as always, Mary Stowe, social media manager and host at Destructoid. Alongside her is John Frischa, indie developer and managing editor over at The Escapist. Then we have Brett Larson, the King Daddy Dilf of the podcast. And then we have Greg Vargas, writer at PC Invasion and streamer over at Dynamite Giraffe. And lastly, we have Eric on the ones and two, streaming the show live from his supercomputer. I'm Brett Medlock, host and content creator here at Destructoid. And this is Spot Dodge. Let's get into it. The first topic of today is going to be Pokemon, this glitchy mess of a game or games, I should say. Guys, the thing about this is I don't think anyone here actually is playing it. So it's kind of a weird topic <laughs> to start. It sucks. We're furious. <laughs> yeah. This is um, why we're not playing it, right? Right. Guys? I mean, it is, right. it is probably probably one of the main reasons why I'm not playing it, to be honest, because I was on the fence and then I saw all the broken mess that it is. And it's like, oh, God, I don't even I don't even want to support a game that runs like this. And, yeah, and, be, too, and before totally the comments... Fence. Before the comments come in and say, I've been playing it for 20 hours and I haven't experienced anything like this. First off, you're definitely experiencing tons of performance and frame, like uh, performance issues and frame drops. That's like, it's unavoidable. It's in the game. You can't avoid that. Second off, obviously everyone has a different experience, but we're more so reacting to the dozens and dozens of glitches and bugs that we've seen all around the internet ever since they came out, which are hilarious, by the way. Like, Dude, some of them are so bad. <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's like uh, cyberpunk bad and like Dying Light. Dying Light God. 2 is actually, I love Dying Light 2, but it had some of the worst glitches. It's like that level, dude. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm almost tempted to get it just for the comedic element of you can make some laughing good, at the bugs. Some good shit with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But isn't the one where he's fight that he's fighting someone and and like the Pokemon's tail comes up right in front of his crotch and it looks like he's <laughs> yeah. it's like what yeah. is going on here? Yeah, it's crazy. Like Game Freak with Arceus, they put out a game that had performance and it, it had a lot of performance issues with the frame rate and stuff, and it was ugly. It was an ugly looking game, but with this one. It's way worse performance, and in my opinion, I think graphically, from what I've seen, it doesn't even look as good as Arceus. I don't like the art style as much. With Arceus, they were going for some sort of painting effect. With this, it's more just like a very... It's cartoony, obviously, but like the textures are so blurry in some spots, that it's like, how did this get past? Like, like how have they not enhanced a lot of these textures? Um, yeah. So yeah, I just think it's crazy. That's what I was saying when, when I said it. It, at times literally from what i've seen looks like gamecube graphics it truly does like some of the textures are that bad it looks awful, it's man. like yeah it's terrible dude <laughs> like how 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 can this pass when like people are going to like view the final product and they're like yeah it looks good let's get it out make it gold let's push this thing out you know like how does the i don't know it's it's wild to me either. biggest ip in gaming history that's what I was right, gonna say. Man. Like how? No, I was gonna say that like one of like the biggest like gaming franchises, and this is what they release. I'm like, y'all have the money and the people to do quality control, and it looks like y'all just decide to skip that step and just yeah. release. They had it. to hit the holiday season. They're like, it's like wait, you it's what? like you don't want to have any have any pride in your work, like. As someone that worked on this, you'd want to go back and be like, "This looks beautiful. We put so much work into this." 
And instead, you get to go back and say, yeah, we made a shitload of money, but it looks like fucking ass. You it know? feels so lazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, like I hate throwing around that word when it comes to like game development, because obviously everyone knows it's not lazy, yeah. but it really is strange for sure that like this <laughs> well, game can look and run this bad. Well, it's almost fair to call it lazy because when you see games like uh, um, Astral Chain run on the Switch, Luigi's Mansion, Mario Odyssey, Gears of War 5, you know, how beautiful games can be. And then you see this. It's just like, what um, else? I mean, sh- obviously, it's not fair to just say laziness, but we know they're capable of of making something yeah. that looks way better. So that's what's frustrating. I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily compare it to those games because because a lot of stuff you just named is, is all like linear stuff. But even open world well, games, sure. a lot of them look better on Switch than this. Much much better. Xenoblade Chronicles, Breath of the Wild, uh, like those are two, and those are two franchises not as big as Pokemon. They don't make as much money as Pokemon. Yeah, and, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. I've seen people arguing too whether it's the the game performance itself or if it's switch hardware but you know i've also seen that like you know it's probably both but i i just don't see how like nintendo felt okay as as much as they you know gatekeep their own games from releasing because you know they're not ready or whatever that they were just like oh yeah this looks this looks good enough (laughs) i almost wonder if they had any say in it they they might not they had to have at least something i mean it's still representative of of them was that a real statement i read earlier that said game freak hasn't heard anything from any fans about about any performance problems with the game or something no doubt it (laughs) all they have to do is look it up online and they'll see for themselves jesus if if you just search pokemon bug online you will see (laughs) dozens and dozens of people mad or laughing like hard to get feedback with your head in the sand I mean, Game Freak right. to me comes off as such a strange company because to me, like recently they had that story from a Kit and Krista podcast where they were talking hey, about Kit and Krista. Uh, <laughs> where they were talking about how Game Freak was pissed off about them talking about a Nuzlocke challenge. And yeah. it's like they viewed it the exact same as like hacking or emulating Pokemon. Like yeah. What it all stuff yeah. you can do within the game? It has nothing to do with hacking or stealing or anything illegal. And it's and they're like, sacrilege. oh no, no no, we don't we don't do that. No no no, fun no. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's well, just that to me right there tells me the game freak is a unique kind of company that might be I don't know loving the smell of their own farts or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> it, it's like they don't care. That's that's how it comes across to me is they just don't. They just don't give a shit. Like, as long they as know they they're going to their, their sales targets. I mean, exactly. Yeah. And they will. They know yeah, they're sure. going to get a stupid <laughs> amount of, of money with every entry. Also, two, like, two more yeah. things to be clear about. I sound really sick because I was sick and I am sick right now. Just, hey, to, well, just to make that clear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, bro, your orally is totally sick radical. Yeah, yeah you're you're sick, bro. <laughs> so sick. Um, another thing. These games... Because they're like a brand new structure for Pokemon, I'm sure a lot of people are having fun with them. We are not trying to take that away from anyone. Sure, yeah, sure. The like the new layout and structure of these games, I think, looks awesome, and I would be excited to play this if it if I, I mean, it's just look at it. Look at what we're seeing on screen right now. 
Like, how can I? Like, yeah. What is happening? Girl... <laughs> you mean that's not that's... supposed to happen? Is that a pickle? What is it's that? It's a floating pickle spinning in the, in the air. And then there's the girl in photo mode going like this, and the boulders are coming like across and hitting her, but <laughs> yeah. nothing's actually that hitting I just her. Love, though. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love whenever there's a battle happening and someone just casually walking through it, <laughs> like literally yeah. through their bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty great. But I think, um, like the worst indictment of like everything involving the technical performance of these new Pokemon games is not even a Switch game. It's a Wii U game, Xenoblade yeah, Chronicles yeah. X. That was an open world game, and you could play it online with your friends. So you can't be like, "Oh, Breath of the Wild wasn't online. You weren't playing it with other people." This yeah. Wii U game was <laughs> online, and it looks ten times better than Pokemon. Yeah. Like it's not an excuse. No, but John, then yeah. then someone's gonna send you a screenshot of how much smaller Game Freak's team is, as if that isn't <laughs> possible to change, as right. if they're incapable of hiring more people. Right. Right. The biggest like IP have... in gaming history. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure you got a big enough budget to hire a few more people there. <laughs> Probably a few yeah. hundred more people, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but well, Brett's your... John. I'm sorry. Gonna you, I'm just gonna... John. Fine. Fine. John was first. Fine. Sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm muting myself, okay? <laughs> I was just going to add quick that, like, Monolith Soft, like, they kind of, like, flaunt how the size of their studio is constantly growing. Like, they regularly update, like, this big number on their website just to show you, like, how many people work there and, like, the breakdown of men versus women. And they're talking about how great everything is and all these <laughs> projects they're working on. Like, and and then Game, Game Freak, Freak. Is like no yeah. Nuzlocks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, Brett, your turn. No, it wasn't anything important. So, anyways, I I wanted. <laughs> what was no, it? I was though, just Brett? gonna say to to Brett's point about like we don't want to take away from people that are having fun with it. Like it's it's definitely. Like it, at the end of the day, I'm sure it's still a fun game. Like if, especially if you're into those games, like two games that just got absolutely obliterated from like a critical standpoint because of glitches were um, cyberpunk and dying light too. And, and I saw past the glitches and still thoroughly enjoyed both of those games. Um, it, at times I felt like I was given Techland a pass because they're, they're a lot smaller, you know, than a, um, than a game freak, but, but um, they, I thought they have way more people than or, game freak. Well, but, but I mean, from like a standpoint of like, like how much money? money they make their games oh, yeah. they, they bring in or the, the money they bring in from their games and the success they've had it's like you don't get much bigger than that as far as like revenue and things like that so i don't know um but what i point i was trying to make is like it's still possible to have a game be fun if you can see past those things glitches to me in video games has always kind of uh, been like one of those things where it's like it's kind of silly when it happens I guess it kind of matters when the glitch happens. If it's in like a really important part of the game where it feels game breaking, then that sucks. But if it's just something like, like you see a guy sit down and then also he's floating on air or something and it's like just passing by, then it's just kind of something silly. But I just but like, yeah, how, how, how can like people not recognize that this is happening when it's like, 
look, here's an example. Here's an example. Here's an example. Yeah. And they're like, well, well, I've been playing for like 40 hours and I've been and it's like, <laughs> dude, like open your fucking eyes. Like I've seen it. I don't even play Pokemon. The the freaking performance is unavoidable. I'm not saying everyone has experienced these crazy glitches that we've seen, even though they yeah. probably have, but I'm not saying they have. But the performance <laughs> is bad the whole time. I watched like a 45 minute let's play of the beginning of the game. And it was terrible. Like, it's really bad. When you're sitting in the classroom, the f- when you're sitting in a classroom, the frame rate is tanking because all the students are, like, kicking their feet and stuff. And it's running. It looks like a freaking Pokemon weird. sprite from back in the day. Their feet do. So, yeah, I just. Yeah. Uh, I've caught, like, a couple people streaming it. And, like, they're not experiencing, like, the big bad glitches that, like, we keep seeing, like, the clips of. But, like, you do see, like, the little hiccups, the little lag, the little frame rate tanks. And I'm, like... And like they're just rolling with it, they're having fun. But I'm just like, oh, see, everyone is having just those little tiny hiccups every now and then. Yeah, and it's probably even worse than little tiny. They're just used to it. We're all we're all used to Pokemon treating us this way, so we just <laughs> we just don't even pay attention to it. Oh, yeah. That head spin, good lord. <laughs> but no, I will say when Pokemon Let's Go came out, I remember okay, thinking exorcist. this is a first good looking game for pokemon even though it's like sort of the spin-off thing where you're using a literal pokeball to control them like a little accessory like and it wasn't a normal pokemon game i, me- I remember thinking like this looks pretty cool to, s- to see pokemon in hd to see these character mm-hmm. models in hd and, and whatnot and then when sword and shield first got shown off i was like okay well that's a weird change for the art direction it doesn't look nearly as good and then we saw the open world sections of that game where the trees looked terrible and then the, and they were copy and pasted. So they were everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like the same terrible tree was everywhere. And then <laughs> I, uh, I was actually going to bring that up. But I was watching your video earlier. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then with Arceus, it still was really ugly and, and had bad performance issues, but it was at least something brand new for the series. The performance issues didn't like pull you out of it much. But with this one, man, what I'm seeing is just complete unacceptable like that's just what it is it's unacceptable for a, a studio that's supposed to be releasing the, the highest tier games because it's a nintendo ip basically and it's freaking pokemon it makes more money than any other series literally we're, we're, like, we're not even just saying that it's the biggest gaming ip ever like that is wild and of course that money does include all of the merchandise and whatnot but uh still still i mean regardless so you can't matter. allocate money for development like i feel like it's as an outsider looking in like this is so odd to me that it just it just you know i i, I wouldn't say lazy but i i think you were right in in something along the lines of they just don't care and like it's, i find that hard to believe that you know something that has so many unique characters and you know like you said the merchandise outside of the game something that is so important in the gaming sphere that they didn't care enough to release something that doesn't look better or doesn't yeah. perform better there was this old pokemon image that used to float around that was like an edited version of breath of the wild that showed mm-hmm. like uh, the pokemon in the world and it was like man yeah. that's what we're gonna get one day on switch because that was around the time <laughs> the switch came out and uh, no nope. far from nope. it we have not gotten <laughs> even close to that level like we that do image. finally know what the nintendo 64 version looks like though <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, gosh. Was a we're, gonna be two, john. <laughs> we're gonna be two generations away from this and it's still gonna 
going to look like this shit. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's I mean, like, everything is moving forward graphically in the industry, except for Pokemon. It's not. It's moving backwards in some yeah. cases. <laughs> Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse looking than Arceus, which I think was an ugly game overall, but it had an art direction that, like, if the sun was hitting right and you were in a, a decent environment, it was like, okay, this is this looks good. And the animations of the character were actually really good in that game. Like, your main guy, the way his legs would rest on rocks and whatnot when you're, like, going up a hill. I was impressed by that, but it's not in this one, of course. Um, it just it looks worse than Arceus, in my opinion. Like, a lot of people have said, this is the best-looking Pokemon game. That's why it performs bad. But I'm just like, where? Like, Arceus looks much better than this, in my opinion. And it still doesn't look good. It's still an ugly game, like, for the most part. So, I don't know. These videos are the- freaking hilarious, mm. though. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I, I can so seriously like- sit and watch these. The, the one yeah. with the girl or her head spinning around. I, I, if you left that on the screen all podcasts, I would just laugh the entire time. Like, that shit was great. <laughs> Well, yeah, are we done trashing on Pokemon? Are you guys ready to talk about what we're playing? <laughs> we talk about yeah, something. Yeah, so with important. that, go out and buy Pokemon, kids. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I don't think I would have chosen Sprigatito. I think I would have chosen Fuecoco. The I, evolutions like, look pretty bad, in my opinion. All of them. Fuecoco's <laughs> not bad. I don't know what it involves into. I've seen like what it looks like. I don't know what it's called, but the fan art and the comics that are coming out of just no thought head empty like Foy Coco is just the happiest little thing ever I'm like okay at least something positive has come out of this game <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah Pokemon uh, and of course this is a franchise aimed at children so that's that's another thing I always hear people say it's for kids why do you care it's for kids it doesn't matter and I'm just like so is freaking Mario that's aimed at kids so is Kirby do you have you seen those games they look gorgeous so yeah. don't don't give me it. it's it's the for kids thing. So are Pixar movies. Pixar is the best animation in the business. <laughs> I was business. just about to say that. That's yeah. funny. I, I'm yeah. going to quote the I'm going to quote the great Brett Medlock and say kids are stupid and nobody should listen to them. <laughs> I did say that in my video. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I a lot of people will think that I'm talking about the kids fighting for Game Freak on the internet. I don't care what the kids yeah. do. It's sad when I see a grown man yeah, with a yeah. beard <laughs> fighting for Game Freak, being like, it, they have a small studio, they have short development cycles, two things they could quickly fix yeah. and change. <laughs> okay. Back to our main, or not our main topic. Well, this is kind of our, Pokemon was our hidden main topic, but, uh, I mean, no, wait, no, this is our main topic. Our hidden main topic is what we're playing. We, we haven't done an episode where we've really just been able to talk about what we're playing or just random topics and games that we've been wanting to talk about because we're usually going over the news or we're talking about Pokemon being ugly. So today we're, gonna, we're just going to lay it all out. And the first person who's going to talk about what they're playing is Mary. <laughs> I was gonna say pick me for I wanna be first for once, so I wanna rip this band-aid off. Um I was gonna say Brett, but he didn't fill out the sheet. <laughs> so I was oh, like, I mean, oh. that's that's because everyone knows what I'm playing. I didn't even see the sheet this week, but okay. Oh good. This is gonna be real fun then. <laughs> um so Sorry, I started I started Yakuza Zero Ooh. and I've stopped it. <gasps> and I don't know if I'm gonna pick it back up or not. Oh wow. okay i love the story i love where it's going i cannot do the fighting though like Mm. i am getting my ass kicked like Uh, i can't stand up like like, 
the stand-up animation isn't even completed and there's four dudes just pop 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 like and i back down again and then they kick oh, me while I'm geez. down and then I'm trying to stand back up and again, and I'm like, I'm literally a little fucking ping pong ball. Just <laughs> I, I put my controller oh. down and I just watched Kiryu just try and get up, try and get up and just. Oh, no. Can you change the difficulty? I'm yeah, on yeah, normal. Yeah, Is it possible? Just easy. Just yeah, button mash. My <laughs> ego doesn't let no, me go to no, easy mode. Shit so, down to just easy to get easy out of that scenario, at least. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no know. shame in that. But so, all right. So my memory is a little fuzzy on the combat in that one in particular, just because you know I've played like almost Six, everything now. Seven. Yeah, of a them. lot. I've played a lot. But like <laughs> honestly, I recall that being like comparatively one of the easier games. Um. I think if um if you just learn how to parry, that'll probably help a lot. I think that's one of the games where you can just keep mashing like the block button and it doubles as parry. So you might okay. be able to get out of attacks that way. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Because like also, if I if I beat if, if I spam the dodge button, as soon as I get up, I can kind of pull myself back, but it depends on like what fighting style I'm using too. Right. Or, like if I can get that extra distance. Yeah. Well, uh for boss fights, it sometimes helps to switch to the fast style, whatever that's called, because some of them yeah. hit really fast, and so you switch to that to keep up with them. But I was, like, stupidly stubborn, and I would, like, end up doing, like, the power one anyway, even when you're not yeah. supposed to. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, I haven't I, had yeah, trouble feel... with the boss fights. It's when I'm okay. out on the streets and just the stupid mobs. That's <laughs> <They> surprising. Just... <laughs> yeah! Okay. That's what, I'm like, this shouldn't be like this, I don't think. <laughs> Um, have you done any uh, upgrades? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. maybe there's just some like extra upgrades you still need that'll balance things out. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've done some upgrades. I think I'm on chapter seven. Okay. Ish. I'm going to what? where like I wanna. It's it's like that when you're running through the street section, like, okay. and they're all like coming after you. Oh, you have so, to like hide. Yeah, but then oh. it gets to a point where like. It was, or I don't know, maybe I wasn't stealthy enough, but it got to a point just like one after another after another. And it was just like a nice, like one fight into the next, into the next. And mm -hmm. you're just running through the streets. Um, I remember like, with Majima, I just used the baseball bat form for oh, the yeah. entire game. I didn't even use the other forms. <laughs> yeah. When I was playing as Majima, I loved it. Like, yeah. I was like, I have a baseball bat, like, and it was fine, but it was mainly as Kiryu that I was just like, I have to be doing something wrong. <laughs> like, it, honestly, it kind of sounds like it, but I don't. I don't know how to diagnose it. <laughs> You're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, I, honestly, like it's some, sometimes in games, I mean, I, I, it doesn't bother me to do this. I understand, like some people are like, I can't let myself drop to easy. It's my pride. Mm -hmm. But even just to get through that section, like Brett said, just get through whatever's hard, and then like. If you feel like you're comfortable, go back to normal. If you want to continue, I don't know. Maybe you're just done with it. But if you did want to try and push through, I would just drop it easy, uh, level up a little bit, get through that section, and then maybe you'll have gotten better at it by that time. But I don't know. That's just me. I never feel bad about dropping it easy. Did, yeah, did you play? Did Did you play that cult mission in Yakuza Zero, uh, where you have I, to go I, save the girl I, from the cult? Yeah, These are spoilers. So. Spoilers, giraffe. <laughs> that's a yeah. side mission not really. uh, that was that was it, probably like the most unique and like weird and like funny mission that i played i think in the i picked that one so up it's, it's oh cool. did you yeah 
Yeah. I think I know like, which one you're talking about. In in a much later game, I think they actually revisit it. Because <laughs> like I was playing through it and there were parts that felt like really familiar and it was like all done on purpose and it was it ended up being really funny. So yeah. Like that's another reason why I love this franchise. Like it just it's like a one giant organism and like you don't have to play them all, but if you do, it's extremely rewarding. But like, eh, I know not everybody wants to spend like two, two, three hundred hours of gameplay in the same place. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> not me though. Mary, what's next <laughs> on your list of games you're playing? Oh, should yeah. we like uh, go back and forth? I'm not sure how we should do this. I say everyone just play do authors at once. Uh, up to you guys. Okay, I only have one yeah. game, so yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I didn't play a lot recently. I was playing Yakuza Zero, and then I decided to put it down maybe i'll revisit it now that i've cooled down so i don't know i'll figure it out um because i am having fun with it and that's what i hate mm. <laughs> it's like i don't want to quit it yeah um but like i've been sick since like last week and so my sick weekend game ended up being mass effect andromeda so nice picked it up Wild. i haven't very good game yeah, I haven't I like done a, a full playthrough since it came out, I realized. Like, I've started it, I've stopped it for, like, various reasons. Just, like, something else came up that I wanted to play more. And so now I've decided, like, no, I'm gonna, like, do another start-to-finish playthrough of it. And I'm catching a lot more things this time, I think, than my previous playthroughs. Like, I've realized, like, there's family members from, like, previous or not the previous games, like from the Shepherd trilogy that are in this one. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like, I know that name. And they mentioned like, oh yeah, my brother, my cousin, da da da. And I was like, this is, why didn't I notice this before? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I've been wanting I mean, to replay Andromeda. I haven't played it since it came out. And I played, all, I played all the way through it in like a week. I loved it. I loved the gameplay. Yeah. I liked the story stuff. It was no Mass Effect trilogy game, but it was yeah. still like, I thought it was great. I, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I remember enjoying... Oh, sorry, Brad. Go on. No, you're good. You know, it's your oh. turn. <laughs> no, I was just saying that, like, I remember enjoying the game, and I I liked it. I thought it was good. And of course, it's, like you said, nothing compared to, like, the Shepard trilogy. That's a very special, unique trilogy. But I did remember feeling that, like, just something was missing at the end of it. Um and so I'm curious to see if like I'll still feel like the same way this time. Um, I always thought like maybe like a nice big chunky DLC would make it feel more like complete, but yeah. they ended up never releasing DLC for this. Yeah, they, they canceled just, like, it. Yeah, they're just like, no, nope, here's the game, yeah. that's it. But like the Citadel DLC for Mass Effect 3, I think gave people that closure that they wanted with that game. Cause like that was a like that's probably one of my favorite DLCs ever. And I tell people, like, if you're only going to buy one DLC for the Mass Effect trilogy, buy the Citadel one. It is 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, with Andromeda, two things that I loved about it. I love the idea of coming to this new Andromeda galaxy and terraforming planets and making them livable and having to wait to take people out of uh, cryosleep. So, like, technically... Like you could be out, but your dad or your son could still be in it. Mm -hmm. And like, you're like aging yeah. while he's still young. And that's just, yeah. just like the thought of that Pretty kind cool of stuff concept. is really yeah. cool to me. Yeah. 
unfortunately they they didn't explore it that much it was just sort of what was happening and they didn't talk about it much but there were some side missions whatnot where it's like please we really want to get our family out of the cryo sleep or whatever it was called and like you had to like basically choose like whether or not their family gets uh, to come out or stay in and i just really like that element and also andromeda's combat is some of my favorite combat in all of like last gen and honestly overall in gaming i think it's amazing combat depending on what you use because there's tons to choose from in this game but i personally love the charge you can you can rush all the way across the map and just punch someone in the face that along with like the force ability like where you can literally grab them control them and then shoot them out to the sky and then the other one was uh what was it it was um i think it's a similar thing to the force push but basically you could grab someone, throw them out, like up in the air, as high up as you can see, and then use your charge ability, and you would literally fly up in the sky and punch them in the face. And then as you're falling, you can just shoot people with your gun. It was freaking awesome. It's just yeah. such an underrated combat system. And then, like there were some other cool ones that I always wanted to try and never did, like the flame attack and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, uh, I keep talking over you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I looked at what achievements I didn't have and I started doing combat and like build outs based on like trying to get those achievements, but it's also forcing me to play in a different way that I probably wouldn't have like the flamethrower, you know, um, yeah. and there's one to like throw enemies into each other. And I normally wouldn't choose biotic. I usually did like a lot of like the tech stuff. So I'm having yeah. a lot of fun with that. Yeah, like whenever I play it again, because I plan to, I'm gonna want to use my old, like, like my old set that I had of the special abilities. But at the same time, I I want to experience something new because that like all the abilities look really cool, and I and I really hope the next game just builds on top of what they already did because I don't mm-hmm. think anyone complained about the combat in Andromeda. It was like everything else that people didn't like. Yeah, the entire rest of the game. Yeah, <laughs> there's everything. <laughs> Literally everything but that. No. No, I was saying, to, um, me and Mary talked about this before the show started. Like, I thought that I, I played all four for the first time last year, back to back to back to back. And I thought like, I was going to Andromeda expecting like something pretty shit because of like how many people I heard talk about, like how big of a disappointment it is. I thought it was perfectly fine. Like, it, it, it makes me wonder if Andromeda existed in a world where there was no Mass Effect trilogy, if it would have been received like, a, oh, my God, that was great, like a nine or something, you know? But because it was after this, like one of the most beloved trilogies of all time, like it it was hampered because of its expectations. I remember one of the big things that killed this game's launch was it released early on EA Access. And so that means people had like they had it early, technically, before the reviews were even out. The reviews were after the game was like public to everyone. Really? Yeah, it was really oh, strange. Oh, that sounds like a disaster. <laughs> and um, and then everyone was just uploading the worst moments of the game, like the facial glitches. <laughs> yeah, the uh, people uh, were uh, manipulating the running animation to make him look like he's like a penguin running. Um, <laughs> and then the, it just trended like crazy, like in just just like Andromeda was immediately known for being shitty before it even officially launched, like physically. And this was back when people actually bought a lot of physical games so like they were still waiting for it because they didn't want to play the digital version yeah. um yeah so yeah it's just crazy that 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 sort of like hurt them in the end their little ea access thing i think it was like seven days early five days early or something if i'm remembering uh, that correct 
Oh. Like, I don't remember. Wild, I got yeah. it on PS4. Yeah. So I was like one of the people who, yeah, like got it, a physical copy. Yeah. Um, I got it on PlayStation, and uh, EA Access didn't exist on there at the time. But uh, yeah, that's a good game. Any other games on your list, Mary? Um, those are the main two. The other things I think I put on there are just stuff that I just fill my time with. Hades, Genshin Impact. Oh, we were talking about Pokemon. This is Pokemon related. I'm actually going to start a Soul Link Nuzlocke soon. Uh, uh, oh, uh, not, a, not, not, not if Game <laughs> not Freak has anything to watch. say about it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm mentioning. So, so for us that don't know, that. what the hell is a Nuzlocke? So, <laughs> yeah. So basically, a Nuzlocke is it's like self imposed rules. Like, so you can play this like we were saying, which it's weird that Game Freak has such an issue with this because you're not modifying well, the game did. itself. Apparently, they don't anymore. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, or did have a problem with it at one point, but like you're just they're self-imposed rules. Um, your starter, you can either pick yourself or you pick based on like the number, the last number of your uh trainer number. But then once you like enter an area, the first Pokemon you encounter is the Pokemon you have to catch, and if you uh-huh. uh, if it if you don't catch it or like it gets away, it dies, it chaos, whatever, it's gone. And you cannot catch another Pokemon for that route. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And then the Pokemon in your party, once they faint, they're gone. You cannot use them again. You either have to release permadeath. them or you have to box them. Yeah, it's basically it's permadeath. Like permadeath. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done a Nuzlocke once. <laughs> I lost six Pokemon. Jeez. It was, it was tragic. I had actual nightmares. Like I was having bad <laughs> dreams about my Nuzlocke. I was so stressed over it. Um, oh, that's well, amazing. And I, it, it was like so painful because I lost an Arcanine. I, I manipulated the game. I caught, like, I looked up what Pokemon I could catch in a certain area, and I caught everything else in other areas to ensure. That the only Pokemon I could catch was a Growlithe. <laughs> so I got my Smart. Growlithe. I got my Arcanine. It was a very late game. Um, I'm very casual Pokemon player. So if y'all already knew this, you're going to laugh at me. I was going to use Dig. My opponent used Earthquake. Oh, Four times the damage. Because my Arcanine was underground. Oh, He wow. died underground. He, yep. was, he was already six feet under. Yep. yep. <laughs> already there. Already in his grave. I Ouch. lost my Arcanine. <laughs> um, and Roy, who's in chat right now on Twitch, was actually the one who named it. <laughs> my Arcanine was named Roy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to do another one of these because I love to torture myself, apparently. Um, <laughs> but this time it's going to be a soul link. So I'm playing, I'm going to play with my friend Kelly, which means. My Pokemon in slot one and her Pokemon in slot one are like linked. So if she kills her slot one Pokemon, mine dies as well. <laughs> so it's extra pressure um, on each other yikes. to uh, keep things alive and don't do risky moves. Like make your Arcanine dig against an opponent that can apparently use Earthquake. <laughs> so Dang. I'm going to be starting that soon. Um, like I said, I'm immensely preparing myself this that's hilarious all right well then next up we'll go we'll just toss it to brett larson who's only playing one game how is god of war ragnarok depressing 
Like he's only playing one game. <laughs> you piece of this, shit. You play three games or you're off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this poor loser taking care of his family and going to his yeah. job. <laughs> piece of garbage. Piece of shit. <laughs> you need to be going into work late and leaving early and playing more games. You got it? Yep. You yeah, should at least I'm playing uh, throwing some multiplayer games in there. Yeah. Well, it's funny because right before uh, God of War, I was playing Call of Duty, but we don't have to get into all that. But um, I am playing Goat of War, or I like <laughs> to call it the Game of the Year of War. <laughs> all right. No, no, so no, he's no, a liar. John, John laughed, but no one else did. <laughs> I think he gave me a courtesy laugh. <laughs> I support my yeah, people. So, <laughs> yeah. God, so, so charitable. It's, um, <laughs> I still, it's weird because I was like so anticipating this game and I was thinking I'm just going to fucking fly through it. But um, I've kind of like taken my time with it. Even Brett last night was like, or a couple nights ago, was like, I'm surprised you haven't beat that game yet. And it's like, part of it is because I'm like taking my time with it. Part of it is I haven't been able to like, there's only been a couple nights since it came out where I was able to like stay up till four in the morning and be irresponsible, you know, and other nights I've only been, been able to play like an hour here, hour there. Um, and ever since Brett gave me shit about not doing side stuff, I've, I've been doing more side stuff. So, so I'm not as far as I could be, but, um, I will say there is a definite ebb and flow in this game in terms of pacing. And this is one of the things that uh, I'm not going to take anything away from Brett because he's going to talk about it. But uh, one of his uh, things that he his complaints of the game was that it slows down quite a bit. And it does. I'm I'm not even going to pretend like it doesn't. It definitely slows down. For me, it never slowed down to the point of like being bored to tears or anything like that. But there's definitely a, a difference from the opening hour, hour and a half. So then once it kind of opens up and you're trying to figure things out along the way, there's puzzles and not that puzzles are bad, but sometimes it, I, I will agree with this sentiment. It's like, you're, you're a God, <laughs> you're fucking Kratos. Yes, I am. Thank and you. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're Kratos and you can't get through a wooden door because there's a gear that you have to fucking throw something at to get to spin. Like, just you see the it, man, dude. You see, like that. Yeah. dude, seriously, you see the man punch boulders and shatter them, but he can't open a wooden door. Like, come on, man. Like, right. seriously. Yeah. Like, I hate so, stuff like that in games. Just, it's so yeah, dumb. So some of that is kind of annoying. Um, a lot of the people complain. The other thing that a lot of the complaints people are getting is um, there's a lot of moments where like transition moments where like you have to like shimmy between like walls. And a lot of people think that that's what the developers are using to cover up like a loading between one section to another, which is probably true. Um, and, and if that's true and it's in it that many times, it's likely because it was hampered by being a PS4 game as well. But to me, until I started getting those, like seeing those complaints online, I never, I never really know. Like I obviously noticed them, but it never bothered me, and it still doesn't bother me. But those are like the two like critiques that are like, okay, those are legitimate. Like I understand them. Would you but rather for me a, like a longer load screen there than have those? No, moments? no, definitely not. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's never bothered me. But I didn't even really. Like, I, I didn't even really notice them, like, from a standpoint of, like, oh, this is kind of a, a, a nuisance until people started talking about it online. Mm. But um, so so those two things out of the way, it slows down for sure. There's no question. It's a long game. It has its its 
it's it's slow moments. However, I am now to the point where things are picking up again a big way, and it gets like pretty batshit crazy. So it goes like it starts off on like this huge high note, and then there's there's a little while where it's kind of slow and it's building up characters and there's um you know you're i won't say anything as far as story-wise but it goes slow for a while and then all of a sudden something happens and shit gets wild again and so i am i'm right in the middle of like the chaos and and uh it's like once things pick back up it's like like when it's when it's doing some of the things it's doing right now it's like god cheer no pun intended I said that right the other day too. <laughs> no pun intended. It's it's like God sure good. Like some of the, some of the moments in this game, but I do understand like where people are coming from with with the when it slows down. My defense of that is you know when a game is this long, what doesn't slow down? Like it, you're gonna have you're gonna have that in video games. Typical but, Sony uh, pony. What do, what do what? I know? I'm just a fucking Sony <laughs> pony, right? <laughs> But no, overall, I think it's phenomenal. And the, like I said, the section I'm on right now, it's it's starting to like really pick up, and and it's 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 awesome right now. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, with God of War, I um, I I'm enjoying it. I think it's good. I just think during these slow parts, and if I stop playing like in the middle of one of the slow parts, I never feel inclined to get back to it quickly. So I take like day long or like two day long breaks where I just don't even pick it up and I'm just playing other stuff. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. And and I'll get to that. But uh, as for the game though, the story and stuff's really good. I think the writing is really solid. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's a little more jokey than the first game, which I, I'm not sure how I feel about yet. It depends on how bad it gets. I'm still fairly early in the game, um, but it's not as serious as the first game. But I don't think that's really taking away from anything right now. Um, cause I'm typically actually laughing at the little jokes they make. I, th- I think they're pretty smart and clever. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of like little quirks between characters. I know what you mean. Like, especially like Mimir, he cracks me up sometimes the head that he carries around. Um, yeah. I just want to say this one final thing too, that I thought was cool is, um, the 2018 God of War, as far as like from a combat perspective, it, it was fairly different from the, from the, uh, the original God of Wars where, if you play the original God of War, you know that the enemies you fight are like fucking like massive towers. Like there's like ungodly large enemies. And you just didn't see that in the 2018 God of War. Like there were some big enemies, but nothing like otherworldly big. And then on this one, it kind of goes back to its roots a couple times and you fight these massive uh, creatures, which I love because that kind of like brought, brought it back to the originals, which I thought was cool. So. I'm excited to get to those spots because I have not yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's good. I, I don't. It's not. It's, it's not like blowing my socks off or anything. With the with uh, 2018, I played through the whole game in the span of like three days, and and, and the game's like 30 something hours long. So I played it like all day, every day. But it was mainly because I had to review it and I had to uh, beat it before the embargo lifted. But uh. This game just doesn't like. I feel like I'm playing that same game, but not as intriguing because I've already done it before. Um, I do like the character Freya a lot, and we're finally starting to get back to her a little bit and where I'm at. And I really hope they expand on her character because she, in my opinion, is the most interesting like part of the yeah. game because she connects to the original. All these other guys are mostly new, and I, I like the dynamic between Kratos and Freya and her just wanting revenge on him basically and seeming like 
she's holding back even though she's constantly trying to kill him which i think is hilarious yeah. like because the game does a time jump which is no spoilers i mean the kid's way older now but uh and, and it opens up drops. his voice yeah. dropped his voice is low now <laughs> now he's like dad yeah but, uh, <laughs> exactly i just love how they made thor like a just a fat drunk piece of shit in this game like, it's great <laughs> I, I liked him a lot so far. I haven't seen him much since the beginning, but I'm sure he'll be I, back. Yeah, I love the actor that plays him uh, from Sons of Anarchy. He was also in Walking Dead. Like, as, as soon as you hear him talk, he's like one of those distinct voices that you're just like, oh, yeah, I can't I can't unhear it. I know who this actor is, but he does a good job, though. Yeah, all the acting is uh, phenomenal. <clears throat> and that's pretty much I, I don't have much to say about God of War, only because it's not like wowing me but it's also not bad i don't think it's bad by any stretch it's just a little slow sometimes and then and then when it is i'm just not really super into it so i'm really like i'm going way slower than brett through the game like <laughs> i would have beaten it by now if this was like five years ago but now there's i just have so many damn options and it's like man i, I just kind of want to play persona 5 or or for uh, i actually finished off xenoblade chronicles which i don't remember if i finished during like if I talked about it last week, but I'll definitely talk about it later. But uh, yeah, Brett, that's all you're playing. So I guess I'll just throw it to Greg. How's Bayonetta three treating you? I've shit on it enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are you continuing it? Are you still gonna finish? Yeah, you I'm, gonna I'm, see it through? I, I'm definitely gonna see it through. I want to finish the game. the The story is intriguing enough for me to to keep playing, but. Man, I had some frustrating moments in like the the sand level, and it was just like trying to do like platforming and grab these uh, do one of the challenges. I was I haven't felt that mad in a long time, and I was ready to to throw my controller. And I was like, "Calm down, it's expensive to buy another one." And I was just I uh, I I, I want to like the game so much and my sentiments really haven't changed. It's a, a mostly good, not great game. And, and there's, you know, there's, there's some levels and, and, you know, characters that you can unlock that I'm like, Oh, this is really, this is really cool. This is really interesting. This is different. Um, this feels like solid combat. I'm, you know, chaining all these combos together and then, you know, something ugly happens and I'm just like, nah, can't believe, you know, I had such a great experience up until now, but, uh, I am definitely getting better at, at getting more platinum, uh, medals for, for combat and battles and stuff like that. And, and really, uh, you know, getting, getting a grasp of the, the dodge mechanic for all characters, so at least there's that. Um, outside of that, I've been playing Warzone. So I jumped on the Warzone 2 bandwagon. Um, definitely a different game than uh, coming back to it after not playing it for like years. After playing it with like a bunch of my friends, you know, we used to get squads together and and play and, and have a good time. And uh, definitely different after playing Apex for so long. Um, it's a lot slower in many in many aspects, and it's just different combat. And it, it's it's one thing that I do appreciate about you know Apex Legends is like it's so colorful. It has character. Um, the legends each feel different, unique. The combat's faster. You know, sniping feels more. Um, you know, like 
I get a better satisfaction out of out of getting headshots in Apex Legends than I do call of, in Call of Duty Warzone. But it's you know definitely feeds that you know old Call of Duty feel um, that I've been missing. You know especially since playing the the multiplayer's over the years and and stuff like that. So I'm getting better. Um, and I I swear to God, proximity chat is the funniest fucking thing ever. Like going into you know, an area and like you go into a building and, you know, people are whispering and <laughs> it doesn't you know make they're a in difference, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's so it's funny. funny though. Yeah. There's some like, funny moments like, from it. <laughs> like this dude was like, Hey poppy, don't kill me. Don't kill me. Poppy. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kill you. He's like, no. <laughs> it, it's or, like a perfect thing for like streaming or something. Like it's just it's, co- it's comedy. So and surprisingly, you know, there, it, it, you don't get a lot of like the, you know, the, that I haven't experienced anyway. A lot of the like, you know, racist bullshit that you know people spew out. But like, <laughs> like I killed some dude or I knocked him, and he was like, "Hey, have you heard the new Drake album?" And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> "It's just, it's just, it's entertaining." But it's also, you know, it, it makes you mindful of like how you're communicating with your team. Like, oh, there's one over here. And you know right. the other dudes are like, "Oh, you aren't gonna find us," and they're like, "Fuck you," and, and drop it <laughs> on you or whatever. Um, but it makes then for you some see- really. Inter- oh god! I was gonna say, then someone says a mom joke, and and yeah. chaos ensues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I do like it for the the you know being very aware of like your your spatial awareness in like a building, who's closed, who can hear you, um, you know what what tactics you can you can deploy to you know kind of win those those small battles here and there, but. Um, yeah, I'm having a good time with it. Still playing Apex Legends, you know, still grinding the new, the new season. Um, met some people actually in Warzone that want to team up for Apex, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to get back to Yakuza and and finish that out. And I, I think I'll do that. I have a nice little break from work, so some games to play. I played Warzone two as well, and uh, Brett I did. Played I did two Royale. rounds. <laughs> I did I'd say that. I actually, from what I played of the original Warzone, and it was not a lot at all. So trust me, like it, you can just take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I had more fun with Warzone two, and I'm not particularly sure why. I only did two rounds, and and uh, we did good both rounds, and, and we won the second one. So it was pretty intense nice. there at the end. Dude, that's not easy to do, man. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, CJ was surprised we won because he was he was mad because I didn't want to do like a, a four player team, and then like do chat with them and i just don't like talking to strangers so i said let's just do duos and then be in a party chat so we don't have to hear other people talking because that's not what i want to do to be honest um and he said all right fine and he's like i didn't expect us to actually win <laughs> in duos so that was pretty cool um and I, and I got a decent amount of kills too so yeah it was, it was a lot of fun so i, I feel like any... i beat the game now so i don't really have to play it ever again I, I won i did it the is there is any response is there any respawns in that mode you played red or is it just like a true battle royale? Like you go to round? the gallows. Is that what it's called? The gulag. The gulag. The gulag. Okay, yeah. okay. The gallows. The gallows. That sounds like something <laughs> it would be called. Those where they take someone to like cut their heads off or something. Yeah. Or like hang them. <laughs> oh, Mike, welcome to the gallows. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we lost the first one in the gallows or the gulag. And then uh, the second one, we never had to go back. We just won it. It was it's, a lot of fun. It's funny. Like even in a, when people go to the gulag, if people, if other players are on the outside of the arena, 
where the gulag is taking place in the game, you can still hear them on proximity chat. They can like, yeah, I've I've oh, seen them like sabotaging. Honor, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. kill the jailer, and they're like, and then the other team ends up shooting <clears throat> the other team, Wait, and it's like the gulag is on the map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I didn't know that. That I I saw a video, of Greg, where where the the people were in the gulag because apparently this if you take too long, this jailer comes out with like unfair weapons and just mows you yeah. down if you don't kill each other. A mini gun. So yeah, so the people at the start they're like, let's call a truce, and he's like, let's go get the jailer, and the other guy's like, okay, fuck it, I've never done that. And the video is them just calling a truce and and trying to kill the jailer. <laughs> it was yeah. great. <laughs> and they actually did it surprisingly, even though the jailer is like insanely like over the top strong. But um, yeah. he he came in and, and just started meleeing him in the back of the head because he's slow until he died. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. But and we uh, we lost Brett. He was in the middle of his what he is playing. I think interesting. I, I think and, he had uh, to poop. he's gone. He might <laughs> oh, have man. had to poop. So what he is pooping? <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a dog investigating Brett's area. Uh, perhaps we could ask the dog what the dog's hey. been playing. You know what that means. Usually the dog is like, we've got around 10 to 20 minutes left in the show is when his dog starts coming around. <laughs> so, he knows. Dexter knows. Good old Dexter. Oh, we're still the dog's still there. All right, I'm back. Um, <laughs> now, that was all Greg was playing, aside from Apex, and which you always uh, play. A little bit of Halo. Yeah, we played Halo together. I can't remember if that was this week, but... Yeah, that was a lot, of, a lot of fun. Fiesta mode never gets game. old to me. Xbox. Uh, and then last was John. John, what are you playing? Oh yeah, and then me after John. <laughs> and Wait, then- no. Let's let's properly read the games he's playing. Brett, come on. They're oh, gone. we deleted them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put real games funny. in there. Damn it! <laughs> All right. All right. Fine. So, I guess if we do things chronologically, I. I put a few hours into Sonic Frontiers, and uh, I didn't Ooh. dislike it. Like I, I think my first session I played for uh, like at least two hours, like maybe two and a half or whatever. And I actually I did enjoy going around the the open world, just sort of screwing with things. Like it's cool how the whole game is designed to just sort of flow from one random excuse to run to the next. I think they actually did a nice job with that aspect. Um, it's it's like really unfocused though like it's not really clear like why you're doing half the things you do and if the things you're collecting actually matter for things that are important to gameplay um so the first time i played it i was like all right this has promise uh i i'll i'll probably keep playing this and then the next time i played i think i played for like an hour and then i uninstalled it like right after <laughs> oh jeez so... <laughs> not a fan so, yeah. So I decided to move John, on to the quarry. John is not afraid to uninstall a game. Like he did the same with Horizon. He's like, "Yeah, I just figured I'm done. Uninstall that shit." Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that, man. I know I keep it installed for years. <laughs> Even if I beat I've, a game, I'm like, "Well, I'll just keep it around just in case." Yeah, yeah. I'll archive well, it. Same. What makes it easier is the fact that the PlayStation Five has like no storage space in the first place. So you have like ten yeah. games, and like you're time to delete something. So. Yeah. uh so like with Sonic, my my main grievances ended up being, well, number one, maybe this is sacrilege, but in this particular version of Sonic, I don't even care about doing the actual levels. 
So when I saw that it like wants you to hit certain goals in order to unlock extra stuff from the regular levels, right away that was a huge turnoff because I don't want to be bothered to play them in the first place. I just want to screw around in the open world. So that was like strikes one and two. And then when I realized that the open world has like all these things to do and they're marginally fun on their own, but just the fact that I don't I don't know what's supposed to matter and I don't know what's supposed to incentivize me to keep exploring. And my answer very quickly became nothing. There's nothing incentivizing <laughs> me. So I just figured, you know, life's short. Eventually I'll die. I just can't risk spending this time playing Sonic <laughs> Frontiers. So I, my um, shorts run fast. <laughs> I've been playing a little bit throughout the week as well. And I'm still enjoying it for what it is. I think it's just fun to control Sonic in this game, which is yeah. rare. Um, for a Sonic game, he's he's usually kind of hard to control or just annoying. Um, and I enjoy like how it's a much slower than previous Sonic games. You can actually understand what's happening a lot better. Yeah, uh, usually. Yeah, usually. And um, and I, and I like that there's actual combat. Like you're actually punching and kicking. And then like some abilities you unlock are actually pretty cool. And they they're kind of strange. Like there's a deflect attack, and you can literally just hold it. Like you don't. Like with God of War or with Gotham Knights or something, you have to like time it right when they hit you. Mm-hmm. You can just sit there and hold uh, RNL, and then he'll just be like this, and then and then once they hit you, it's like just immediately deflected because you're holding those buttons. I just think it's kind of funny, but I mean it's a Sonic game, so I feel like it's kind of makes more sense because typically you're running around doing stuff. So when you stop and do that, maybe it's I don't know, maybe they tried versions that aren't like that and it didn't work out as good, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think controlling him, it felt okay overall. <laughs> the The combat was definitely one of the low points for me. Like the like climbing the titans, like it just kind of felt. Oh yeah, I didn't eh. like the the titan fights. I don't like those. Uh, yeah, but the smaller enemies, I, th- I think, is kind of fun. Yeah, I, I don't know. Eh, I, I don't want to spend the whole night complaining about Sonic. Bottom line, <laughs> it's deleted. It's not coming back. <laughs> but I, uh, but I, uh, I replaced it with the quarry, which had like a fifty gigs plus like another twenty for like an update or something, some crazy install. But uh, the quarry was cool. So Until Dawn is one of my favorite games I ever played because it was just so unique. Like it's a horror yeah, game. It's a horror it. movie that you play. And I don't even like horror movies. I don't watch horror movies typically. But this was so unique that I just like really, really loved it. And then Man of Madon came out and it was garbage and I never played another Dark Pictures. So <laughs> I've been waiting for like a meaty, real sequel to Until the Dawn. Third, the third Dark Pictures was actually decent. But yeah, Man of Madon wasn't very good. Awful. <laughs> I hear that they get progressively a little better, but I'm just, I'm not willing to find out. I was yeah. burned so bad by that first yeah. one. I'm like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. It, that one made me never really want to play any of the others. Yeah, unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. I was like, "Oh, this is so terrible." And I, I even, in, I don't do anything with friends anymore. I'm an old man, but I invited friends, actual <laughs> humans, to play this with me, and I, and then it was, I was like, "Boring this as hell." Sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of my friends got sick and had to go, and she was a lucky one. But uh, anyway, <laughs> with the quarry. It does feel like that sequel to, not a literal sequel, but a, a follow-up to Until Dawn. And uh, 
the first half of the game I was really happy with because it was just more of what I wanted, which is like stupid, kind of just barely likable teenagers getting in sexy situations and then Ooh. Mimi dying. <laughs> the sex pervert? <clears throat> sex pervert. So, so, Remember that throwback? <laughs> that Doug Bowser, they'll catch him one of these days. But... Sex pervert. <laughs> Specifically the pervert of the sex persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear, Doug Bowser's never done anything. It's just our running gag. But yeah. anyway, so <laughs> so the first half was like everything I wanted it to be, and I was really happy with it. And it has like lots of nice mysteries it sets up, and like one thing Mary's I liked about dying laughing. <laughs> I can't laugh that much. I'll start coughing really bad. <laughs> I'll try not to kill you. Uh, so <laughs> I what I appreciated about Until Dawn, well. To be fair, like I don't watch a lot of horror, so it's kind of easy to like trick me into where things are going because I don't really know the rhythms of where all these things go. But that game had like at least like three different like entities, so to speak, that like could be some kind of bad guy. And by the end, you figure out where the pieces land. And yeah. in the quarry, it's more like there's like five potential bad guy entities, and you're trying to figure out which ones are good or bad or both. And so I really liked that. But then about like halfway into the game, the momentum just kind of stops because it takes a time out to sort of start explaining what's been going mm. on. Mm. And once that happens, it just never really gets its momentum back because it stops mm. being about the sexy teenagers doing stupid things like they're still there. But it's not like it's much more now it's about, OK, we're in this lore that we've created now. So uh, that initial energy is kind of lost. Um, yeah but also uh it's like way easier for people to die in this game compared to until dawn i heard yeah like like one well at least one of the deaths was totally on me the game tricks you like so you know it's possible to win the game with everybody living through the night but there's one situation where if you actually treat the game like that someone ends up getting their head literally ripped off what the fuck? So, <laughs> because i trusted the game to let things work out that everyone lives somebody died <laughs> Which, of course. admittedly, that's actually kind of clever. So, like, on one yeah. hand, I was furious, but on the other hand, I was like, bravo, video yeah. game. Well <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> so, you know, I, I won't begrudge him that one. But there were, like, some other deaths. So I was like, oh, man, really? So <laughs> I, I, I want to play through the game one more time to see if I feel any differently with like everybody living because naturally the instant the game was done, I looked up a fax and like looked up everything I had to do to keep <laughs> everyone alive. So we'll, we'll see. What's that, the, what was the total play time? Uh, like 15, 10 hours. Something like it, that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like nine to 10 hours That's somewhere in bad. there. Yeah, no, it's not. And I got it for like, I think 20 bucks. So it's like totally worth wow. 20 bucks. It's yeah, it's definitely it launched at 70, bucks. which was kind of yeah, surprising. That's pretty good. I did it. Yeah, oh, man. It, it, really? There, there was there's one criticism I heard, John. Tell me if you noticed this, but apparently, mm -hmm. like, like the game is actually can look like really pretty at times. But apparently, there's a part where like you're in a boat in the water, and the water looks like so absurdly bad that it almost is like, how did this get in this game? Because the rest of the game is kind <laughs> of, you know, looks really good. Mm. But I, I don't know if you'd notice that. But I'd heard a, co a couple of complaints. You said he's about playing that. the quarry, not Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um. Honestly, I don't remember that. So, like, if it was bad, like, it couldn't have bothered me that much. But 
Now that you say that, yeah, I do feel like there was – well, no, that's funny. I do feel like there's a game I watched recently where I saw the water and was kind of like, that's kind of eh. Yeah. Maybe that was the game, honestly. Like, I, I don't remember. <laughs> like, maybe it was that. Like, uh that or Sonic Frontiers, but yeah, I, the, the way I heard the way someone described it was like the old water from like Wave Racer when it comes in and like lines like it was so bad. They're like, how did this get snuck into this game? Because it, at times it's like pretty jaw dropping, like some of the facial animations and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's some scenes where like it's, it's purposely like really low lighting and like it genuinely looks like like a live action movie. Like sure. there's, it's brief mm-hmm. moments, but nevertheless, the, in these moments, it's like wow, like you're just watching a movie. Um, but that being said, um, if you play on PlayStation and you have like HDR on your TV, like a modern TV, you have to like really crank up the lighting. Because <clears throat> I played like half the game without touching the lighting. It was sometimes the screen was like literally almost black, and I was <laughs> wow. like, what the hell did these devs do? Like it's not fun for it to be this dark, even if that's realistic. Uh, but yeah. it turns out, I think it's just like some sort of bug if you play on like PlayStation with HDR. Uh, so I, I cranked the lighting like super high up to make it like a normal video game. And then I was getting less <laughs> frustrated. But I was like literally wandering in the dark. And I was like, what kind of stupid game design is this? <laughs> <laughs> just wandering around a literally black screen. It's like, okay. But uh, apparently it's not an issue on the other platforms, so just something mm. to be aware of. Sounds like something Sony would do. Pieces of shits. <laughs> Brett, quit, quit, trying to, quit trying to change people's perspective on you with Sony. I mean, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to lead you on so you can start it on them. Lion crying, Jim Ryan at it. Lion crying, <laughs> dancing on fire, Ryan. <laughs> um, and, uh, John, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say you're also playing. Uh, yes, Zelda and Punch Out randomly. Yeah. Whoa. So I've that? I've been uh, reviewing uh, a book called NES Works 1987 by Jeremy oh, yeah. Parrish, which is from Limited Run Games and their new uh, like like book book printing imprint called Press Run. Hmm. So they sent me a bunch of free stuff, and so Pretty I've been sure reading he this used book. To work at IGN, I think. Uh, he's possibly he's been around forever like he's he's a name i've just sort of known but anyway uh so as the name of the book would suggest he wrote a book that's like all the nes games that released in america in 1987 and it just so happens that this was like a major year so it was like zelda metroid kid icarus the original mega man so this book kind of rules yeah and and uh punch out so anyway, just from reading this book, it kind of got me in the mood to like revisit a lot of these old NES games. So in one night, I played through a little of Riger, I played through Punch-Out, and I played through the original Legend of Zelda, and I think I got further in potentially like all three of them than I ever had as like a little kid. I mm. I had Punch-Out and Zelda as like a little kid cuz my older brother had them, but like Zelda was hard and confusing, and I'd rather just play A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. <laughs> so that's yeah, what I usually yeah. did. But, like, man, like, replaying it now, it's like, I see even more of what Breath of the Wild was riffing on with the original Zelda. It's like, it's the exact same feeling, and I in that this part I knew. You're just dropped into a world, and you're just told to figure it out. And, like, that's it. Like, it's like Tunic these days, right? Which I still need to play. <laughs> So yes. fuck that game. <laughs> I think they said they made they made the the 
the world in like one sitting. What? Like really? they sat down to make Zelda. Yeah. I keep mm. watching the same documentary over and over about <laughs> about Super Mario World and I don't know, that's such a magical era. But <clears throat> anyways, they were they were they were uh talking about how they sat down together. I think it was Miyamoto and somebody else on mm. paper and created mm-hmm. the the Zelda world in like one sitting. <laughs> that's just so you know, wild. NBD. Weird. Yeah, you know. C- just... Coloring squares in. <laughs> Just casually dreaming up one of the most influential games of right. all time. You know, whatever. Yeah. This is pretty easy. It's like changed oh. video games forever, and they did it in like a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I. Just, it's funny. I I remembered some things from when I was a little kid, and I remembered some things from watching my brother play. Like I remembered like this hyper specific tree that you burn, and there's a secret, and I have no idea how you're supposed to know about it otherwise, but I knew. But I remembered where Dungeon 1 was. I remembered where Dungeon 3 was. It took me an hour of just wandering around the map to find Dungeon 2. And I love <laughs> that. Because <laughs> that's just not really a thing that happens very much anymore. So I just really love that the game is like 100% discovery, like all the time. You never know what you're going to run into next. And so I love that. It's still really hard. I've died a ton of times, like a ton of times. But I'm enjoying it. And once I finish up some other stuff, I hope to get back to it. So, yeah, that's what awesome. I'm playing. All right. I'm playing through God of War as well. I talked about it a little bit. I'm enjoying it. I'm hoping that it gets better. And I, I, from what Brett is saying, I think it is. I think it's going to get a lot better. It just sucks that we have to get through hours of slowness and, frankly, kind of boring uh, gameplay with puzzles and whatnot. Watch the words you're using, Brett. I Watch wish it. Half of the puzzle <laughs> sections were just combat scenarios that were fun, like or yeah. in a unique environment, yeah. like just smashing like to get, things. To get through section, you gotta collect like one piece of a gem from three different bosses or something like that. Yeah, as opposed to like a stupid puzzle. Yeah, like that would be more fun. It just there's not enough combat. It feels like, which is weird. That changes <laughs> compared to how much. Yeah, and God of War. It's just kind of strange. <laughs> no, that but definitely changes. God of casual encounters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> casual encounters. <laughs> but I won't talk too much more on that. Um, aside from that, I, I started Persona 5 Royal, which I've never played Royal. I've only played Persona 5. I gave like 105 hours of my life to the original, yeah. and then they announced Royal, and then I felt pissed off. <laughs> so <laughs> I... Uh, I didn't want to start it, but I just keep on hearing on, on, on a lot of podcasts I listen to, like, man, that, that last third of Persona, Roy- of, uh, Persona 5 Royale changed how I felt about the game. It was like this transcending experience <laughs> that was, like, amazing. And just, it's worlds better than Persona 4. Okay, maybe they're not being that crazy about it, but people have said that they didn't like Persona 5 as much as 4 until they played Royal in the last semester. So that makes me want to play it so I can truly see what they're talking about because i just feel like there's no way that persona 5 is better than persona 4 but i first have to get there which is means playing through most of what i've already played through before either they've changed some little things in the game and added like new dialogue stuff or i just don't remember much because i'm playing through the game and a lot of it feels pretty damn fresh like i remember all the environments and the overall story but like a lot of the little conversations and and even like little environments, I don't fully remember. So that's that's kind of nice. It doesn't feel like something that I've done already completely. And uh, Persona Five is awesome. It's probably one of the best JRPGs ever. It's just no Persona Four to me. 
Um, yes. But I'm going to see how I feel about Royal. Maybe I'll end up loving Royal. I just don't see how. Like, Persona 4 was a murder mystery, and that's one of the reasons why it was so good, like, the story. And, like, it made the story and, like, all the characters, like, getting around the table trying to figure out this mystery more fun than the characters in Persona 5, which are trying to steal hearts. That's just not as interesting to me. Um, I really like that element of Persona 4, like feeling like you're a real team trying to figure something out and having like long conversations, like long pieces of dialogue talking about, well, it couldn't be this because of that, but it could be this because of that. And then all leading to me being actually surprised with who the murderer was, who the person throwing people in the TV world was. Like I was genuinely surprised. Um, and aside from that, I beat Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I think I talked about it last week, but I'm not sure. Um, I thought it was amazing. I think it was close to the end yeah. last week. Oh, okay, yeah. The The ending was really good. Um, I, I talked to John about it. It's a huge spoiler, but I finally know what he's talking about with the Easter egg for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is hilarious. It's crazy. One of the best Easter eggs <laughs> I've ever seen in a game possible. <laughs> it's just freaking funny. Like, it's... Um, that was funny, but then like the the actual ending with the characters was sad. Like I had tears mm-hmm. rolling down my face because I was like, "Man, this is just sad." Like this was a long adventure these characters had, um, and I obviously won't go any deeper than that. But uh, it's really good, and everyone should play it. I'm so happy it got nominated for game of uh, game of the year. And then Halo Infinite, of course, the winter update came out. I am loving it. Unfortunately, unless you have a lot of friends, which I don't you can't really get into custom games easily. You can find someone who's like a YouTuber and like go to their discord and try and figure out what those people, what they're playing happen with them. But that's just too much work for me. I'm just going to wait for season three. And until then I'm just going to continue to play Fiesta and the normal uh, matchmaking mode and enjoy my two new maps that they added. To and the game. you completed the battle pass. Oh, I did. I did that yesterday Dang. or today. I can't even remember. Um, I've completed my first ever battle pass in any multiplayer game. And it was for Halo Infinite. It was actually the Season 2 Battle Pass. I've not completed Season 1, but I purchased it, so now I can switch over and uh, do that. And then and then I can do the Winter Update one as well. So, yeah, that's really fun. I think Halo Infinite's just freaking... The the freaking combat and, and, and all the abilities, the hook shot, the, um, the uh, little uh, force push thing. I forgot what it's called now, but... I think it's so fun. I wish everyone would try out Fiesta mode because it's perfect for beginners because every single respawn, you're given a random uh, weapons and you're given a random uh, special ability. And it just makes the gameplay a lot of fun because every time you die, it's like, oh, what am I going to get this time? You get a rocket launcher? Okay, that's immediately knowing that you're going to kill at least two people probably. So I just think anyone who's new to Halo, play Fiesta mode. And then lastly, one thing I wanted to talk about before we head out. Was I got the Logitech G Cloud. They sent it to me and I did a, a TikTok on it talking about it. But I really appreciate this device. And I, I essentially sold my Steam Deck. Well, I, I bought it and then I sold it to my friend. I sold it because I knew I was going to get a Logitech, whether they were going to send it to me or I was going to buy one. Because this device appeals to me more. Being someone who's in the Xbox ecosystem, like pretty deep knowing that I can play, I can just uh, remote play all my games to it instead of buying games on Steam and playing them. And of course, you can remote play Xbox games to the Steam Deck, but if you're holding a Steam Deck in your hand, this super powerful handheld device, do you really want to remote play anything? No, I want to play games natively. So I figured I could save 150 bucks, 
sell that to my friend and get the Logitech for 300, but they ended up sending it to me. And, uh, and I think it's a lot of fun. It's, it's literally just an Android tablet, but it has a controller attached to it. It it does all the same functions as a tablet. So you can use it for anything. You can use it for watching streaming shows. You can use it for reading uh, comics or books or, and, and of course gaming. And um, I've tested out uh, GeForce now, the, the uh, streaming service that connects to your steam account and i actually own a few games on there so i tried that out and that actually works the best of them all compared to uh the uh the the actual uh, x cloud um it's the best streaming service it looks crisp but unfortunately once again i'm not i'm not gonna buy games on steam when i'm already on xbox and i have plenty of games i want to play so i'll i'll just consume the streaming Xbox games at a lower resolution and some bad uh, bit rate problems <laughs> instead of buying them on steam and being able to play them there. But that said, if I do end up seeing like a good uh, sale on steam, at least now I know it's an option like for a random JRPG. Like if I see like a cheap tales game for like a dollar on steam, I'd be like, you know what? I'll buy it on steam and just stream it to my Logitech. Like it'll work perfectly fine. Um, so Yeah. I think it's a it's a nifty, convenient little device. It's underpowered by today's standards. It's more so like a 2018, 2019 uh, Android tablet or smartphone. But you're mostly using cloud stuff on it. You, of course, can be a pirate and use emulators on it. I'm not, I'm not saying I did, but if I did, if I did do that, it's sort of hit or miss with games. Like some of them work very well. Some of them don't. If I would have tested this out then I would have known that. Um, but yeah, the Dolphin emulator works on it. You got Game Boy Advance games, you got PSP, PS2. It's pretty good for uh, emulation stuff. Allegedly. <laughs> Maybe. Allegedly. <laughs> it's not the best. It's it's no Steam Deck. Of course, the, the setup for emulation was much easier than Steam Deck. You literally go to the Google Play store and download emulators. <laughs> That's all it takes oh, on wow. there. And then you go That's to the funny. browser you go to uh, whatever website you use typically and you download games from the browser and then that's all you need you don't there's there's no like you don't need a pc you don't got to drag files you don't got to do any of that it's much easier than steam deck but unfortunately it's not so nearly hard as powerful. dragging files dude the steam deck i thought was a mess like <laughs> I, have to drag files. I kept i kept watching reviews of the steam deck setup process for emulation and no one mentioned anything that I was having issues with. Like, games wouldn't open. It, it'd say some random occurrence happened, so you can't play this. So I had to go in and figure out what the hell is wrong. Like, And it's, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a PC guy. So I, I like the simplicity of just using an Android device and just downloading the emulator and then downloading the file and boom, there you go. You don't like but, Excel uh, or what? I'm not an Excel guy, <laughs> no. <laughs> and i was having trouble with the steam deck like it kept disconnecting from my wi-fi and stuff and i was like why is this happening i don't think uh sean's having any problems with it though so maybe it was just they hated my internet for some reason um and sean's when i sold it to but yeah otherwise that is it we are right at the time we're going to close out the show stop uh, sorry i sent i spent the last 10 minutes talking um <laughs> how dare you talk i know i just i don't like to make it all about me but i, ha- I had a list of things i wanted to go through but uh yeah this has been spot dodge if you made it this far please leave us a review on podcast services it would really mean a lot five stars would be awesome and that's it thanks for hanging out we will talk to you guys later goodbye happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving uh, happy turkey yeah. day yeah. gobble gobble <laughs> Okay, stop. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>